everyone. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Welcome to Soundcheck Flicks, our first episode of the new year where we're going to review 2023. I'm Tim Piles. That's Graham Stevens over there. Graham, how are you? Nice to see you. I'm doing great, buddy. I'm ready to rock and roll. I can barely see you through the arms (laughs) of the the microphones, (laughs) but I think we know all of these guys well enough and uh, stoked to be here. Quick reminder, it is January 35th anniversary of this very place that sponsors our program, uh, legendary venue. Look for some cool merch. Make sure you celebrate with us here at the Casbah. There's some great shows you can still get tickets to. Uh, many of the epic ones like Rocket from the Crypt, I think, are sold out, possibly. There might be tickets to the Dragons. I don't know. Go to the Casbah website and buy, buy, buy. Celebrate what a great place this is. It means so much to me personally after uh, growing up here in San Diego. Uh, we'd be lost without the Casbah. What are we doing, Graham? You we're want doing, to introduce we're doing our the guests? Encore, baby. This is 2023, where we do the best of the best. Who's like, this dedicated to? This is dedicated to Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert. So, who who are you and who am I? I'm more. <laughs> I'm more of the Ebert. I think you're more of the Siskel. Okay, probably. I'll take that. But uh, I just grew up watching those guys, and my love for cinema is they are ingrained in it. And the best episode every year on that show was the the end of the year when they would do each other's top tens. And I just religiously watched it. I would never, ever consider missing that episode. And so uh, I'm just so happy they were getting to I feel like I'm them getting to do it right now. And we <laughs> called in just like two of our former guests that we know are just on it. They just are into movies. They know their shit backwards and forwards. And we also asked one of our fellow employees, Alfredo, here to come and join us. Because I've talked to him many years about movies. And he... He's the other person that works here besides me that loves movies the most. Definitely. Without a doubt. So we wanted to have like a murderer's row here of guys that know their shit. And we're going to have a wide variety of movies here. This is going to be a lot of fun. There will be a couple of crossovers. Is there any guidelines to this? No. Other than they were released in 2023? As long as they were released in 2023, Mm -hmm. you can have it on your list. It could be a documentary. Anything goes. And and we're, we're considering now, I mean, it's all weird, right? Does it have to have been shown in a theater? No, it could have been on Netflix or a streamer okay, as long okay. as it was a 2023 rules release. Changed, you know. Yeah, that's all changed in recent years. As long as it came out this year, that's what we're doing. So, and uh, I mean, let's be honest, this was an incredible year for film. How many movies do you think you saw in the theater this year? Seriously. Probably a little over, well, somewhere between one and two a week, probably. <laughs> and, and just to promote... What you use and how you attend movies, you use That's a, the AMC a pass. list, baby. Come on, man. So tell <laughs> us about that. Tell us about that. Maybe we can get AMC to no, promote it's 24 us. Twenty-four bucks a month, and you get all the movies. You get three movies a week. I mean, it's it's killer if you're if you're somebody who likes going to the theater. It just pays for itself in one two movies. What's your favorite AMC theater? Oh, Mission Valley Twenty. And when you go My in favorite. and you see Zorro up there, <laughs> and it's like, what is it? It's Shaft, Zorro, above oh, the concession stand. I'm always staring at Catherine Zeta-Jones. Uh, oh, I, so good. Good I choice. can't stop looking it's at so her. Good. From Zorro, right? Yeah. Oh, it's have so you clear. seen the Titan screen they have at uh, Grossmont? No, I have not. That's, I guess, a unique screen, right? Okay. In itself, different from IMAX yeah. in a way. Well, Theater 17 down at the Mission Valley 20 is the Dolby Cinema recliner one and the huge Vibrating screen. seats? It- uh, no. Not vibrating seats, but it's pretty dope. It's a yeah. great theater. That's where I like to go to all of mine at. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do our top fives today. Basically, we're going to go down the rows here. We're going to do our top fives. And then we're going to do uh, everybody knows that if you see a lot of good movies every year, you see a lot of crap movies, too. <laughs> so after we do our favorites, we're going to burn one down each. And uh, then we're going to do some honorable mentions before we get out of here. And just mention a few others that we think deserve a little shine that people might have missed. And, you know. That's what we're here for. So we're going to have a fun little discussion here for a while. What's the one movie you think everybody saw this last year? 
that everybody saw? I mean, come on. On this deus? Uh, I think just collectively, as society as a whole. I think on our table right here, I'm thinking it's Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. But, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, all right. That's, that's this room. But, well, we're not know. very representative of America. No. Us. Overall, <laughs> it would be something more like Barbie or Oppenheimer or maybe Super Mario Brothers, something, some kid oh, movie. All right, but, all right. Super but, Mario Brothers came out this year? Oh, yeah. Damn yeah. it. That's one of the top 10 films yeah. of the year, grossing-wise. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I could only include one animated film on my list. <laughs> that's what I also did. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited to hear everybody's different films. I mean, uh, well, how are we doing this? We're we're starting with our fifth favorite film. All, all right, we're, so yeah. we're going to start at number five. Okay. Okay. We're, we're going to start down here with Alfredo, and we're going to go to Root and Oz, and then okay. you and I will drop ours, and then we'll cool. go to number four. So, Alfredo, your number five film of 2023. My number five film would be The Killer uh, by David Fincher Ooh, with right Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Um, I, the, the things that I really, really liked about the movie is the way it was told. It wasn't so much like, um, it was still like a graphic novel in, in, in a way, because it was based off of a graphic novel, duh. But it was like each segment, each part, it was like four, five different segments. They told a quick story of anywhere between 15 to 25 minutes, moved on to the next setting. And then the next setting, um, it was fast it was it was it was there was no like dull moment to it it was um and also because it was david fincher i mean like I, i'm i'm a big fincher fan uh, uh, yeah absolutely who yeah. did the music for that um that was still atticus ross and that other guy that he works with <laughs> oh, okay because um, um, our good friend jason hill does work with him as well I he believe, did for mine hunter yeah 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 he did uh, the uh, the music for for mine hunter but nice. um which should get hopefully one more season, but um, <laughs> but on this, it's the killer was probably my number five film. Yeah, um, I loved it. Michael Fassbender was great. I mean, like he was, he was funny and dopey and 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 also uh, believable as uh, somebody that was losing his mind. So yeah. I don't know. Loved it. Tilda Swinton showed up and did Tilda Swinton. <laughs> she does. She does no wrong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like even on this movie. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, great choice. Root, what do you got at number five? Oh, man, we already talked about it. The Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> like you said, that's number five, so I know my list is crazy. If you enjoyed <laughs> the first one, you got to go see this one. Same animation. Like, they, they dialed it up a little. Um, like I said, I know everyone loved the soundtrack, the, the score, just the feelings. Uh, just It evokes so much. It's colorful, fun. I feel like everybody, your whole, like, age range of people can enjoy this film i'm a comic book guy and like miles morales might be my favorite spider-man and they told stories it was just so good like yeah. i can't like i can't recommend this enough like you said you can show to your grandma your kids just a great film and then seeing it in theaters like that sound and everything like the only yeah. unbelievable thing is like they're trying to get part two uh, another movie out like right like next year which i like with all the animation and everything it was like is that possible right <laughs> well, it, i mean people are waiting it ends with a major cliffhanger yeah, like there's, not, gonna, there's yeah. not real resolution yeah. right and that's the and that's what i and i loved everything yeah. about how, it. how was the theater reaction because when i was at the, my screening when that 
uh, popped up at the end and yeah, said part two coming. Everyone was like, everyone was pissed. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> mine was just like, I heard like an audible gas. Yeah. Exactly. I, like the audible, it was the same to the equivalent of a uh, man of steel when this, at this point, this when uh, Zod got his nap, neck snap. Like right. I remember just hearing like, <gasps> like, <laughs> like that's exactly what I heard with the, the Spider Man movie. Right. So like I said, just like I said, if you see, it's, a, a Spider-Man movie. It's a superhero movie. It's classic. It's a coming-of-age story. Um, I'm not. I don't want to say too much. If you haven't yeah. seen it now, it's on Netflix at this point. Yes. It was. I like, mean, it was it, so badass. Yeah, like and the budget they had, like they got the backing of Hollywood yes. now. So what can't they do? It's the with only that team. Yeah, yeah. And it's the so only like superhero yeah. movie Sony is doing right. Like right. they they doing they I'll hold my opinions, but they haven't done Craven the Hunter. I think they did Morbius. We all know how that turned yeah. out. <laughs> no, they did Morbius dirty. Oh yeah, Morbius is like Leto one of my gets favorite. Done dirty yeah. in any superhero film, so, he gets so done dirty. This is the one thing Sony's doing right. With like, I think it's a is it? No, it's not the same. P. It's not Illumination. I forget who else is uh, doing it. But to the point, I'm a video game guy. They've tied the. Across the Spider Verse into the Spider, the current Spider Man game. That's how crazy big it was, and you get to see all the. Like, if you go on like Twitter, you get to see all the art that was cut from it. Like there was a, a big chunk cut from it. I would want that movie to be three hours, and it's like one of the highest grossing animated movies. Yeah, Bobby but, Brown was yeah. that the guy's name? The 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 British punk. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Hobby. Hobby. Yeah. That, I, that was my favorite character Best in there. character. He was amazing. One of, my, one of my favorite characters. This is like, give give him a solo movie. <laughs> I would watch that. I thought it was DJ Ratty, too, actually. Yes, he does look like <laughs> Ratty, one of the greatest DJs in San Diego. Yeah. But that's that was my number five. Nice. Mm. nice. That's a deep movie. That's that a movie t- is original storytelling yep. and yep. very fun and unique. And like you said, it's a, it's a colorful yeah kaleidoscope of just stuff and then i love the little tidbits when they would include like the comic book line yep. of showing like the the cowboy spider-man mm-hmm. with the with the with the spider horse that why why is he wearing a mask and then so he can't be seen, seen. <laughs> so the studio released different versions of the movie so people everybody may have seen a scene differently uh, and it was cool because it's a multiverse movie yeah so we also uh. like like there was like, and it was like not big things, but there were small things. Yeah. Like a line yeah, or like something. Yeah. Like a line. Yeah. And they did that, and I was like, "That's really cool." And it's like, the smartest thing going right now. Yeah. It the is. Be- I mean, second best multiverse movie. We all know what the first one is. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, all right, Osmo, what you got? Number so, five. So you know, staying with Sony Pictures, uh, this movie dropped in March of 2023. I'm going 65 with my boy Adam Driver. Um. This is a science fiction kind of action thriller where Adam Driver plays a space pilot named Mills who on a kind of a cryo voyage on work, he stumbles upon an unknown planet and crashes into it that's uh, occupied by dinosaurs. So he essentially has to repair his ship and fight off dinosaurs the entire time. It's badass. Without saying any spoilers, this kind of takes me... Why I love it is I love Dino Crisis, the video game and the the arcade (laughs) game. And there wasn't really any movies outside of, like, the Jurassic Park series where you have, like, dudes fighting dinosaurs with guns and tech. And you you can even go back to Turok, right? And so Turok, Dino Crisis, 
huge, huge video games for me. So 65 was just, I had so much fun. I think it like completely tanked in theaters. Like it only made like $40 million or something like that. Like it just across the world was a failure, but the, one of the trope scenes, it's not a spoiler. It's in the preview is they go with quicksand and anytime there's quicksand involved in a movie, I just got to think about behind the scenes and how they're throwing that in or like the writers writing that into they're like, all right, so like we're going to burn 15 minutes film. He's falling in quicksand and we're going to have some brush or some here. So there's a great part where uh, Mills has to get out of a, a near death experience involving quicksand while there's dinosaurs chasing him and he has space guns. So, I mean, if you want to see a movie, it's just like action all the way through. And it's Adam Driver. Like the dude can it's cry. Kylo Ren. Yeah, he can cry on command. Like, <laughs> he can cry on command. He's jacked. So he's like huge, but he's kind of got like a weird, like action figure body that like looks like he was like, like a different head was put on it. So it's like, he kind of like looks weird, but he's also like this weird hero that like, he's kind of like, you can't really like him. There's no likability. Like, you're not like, oh, he's like a, a handsome, he's like a weird dude, weird looking dude. Um, and you relate to him. I relate to him a lot. So, so I say 65 is my number five. Uh, for releases in 2023, it's badass dinosaurs, laser guns. What do you need? That's all you need. Yeah, what else that, do you that need? That should have been the tagline, and it would have done better when it was no, released. No, no one went because to I, 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 I saw the trailers for it, and I'm like, I want to see this, but I don't know what it's about. Well, I went, and it was two, it was me and another dude, and he was just asleep. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was just like, he's like, <laughs> like cutting lumber. Oh, I can't. Now yeah. I'm really excited to see this <laughs> film. Yeah, I saw it Mission Valley 22. Uh. All right, so my number five, following that one up, I've got the great World War II era uh, flick, Sisu. Uh, I don't know if any of you saw Sisu this year, but it, if you like killing Nazis, yes. this is your movie. Like, well, who basically. doesn't? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so essentially the plot is, well, there's this gentleman that's prospecting. He's in Finland, mm -hmm. and he finds gold, and he finds it at the beginning, and he's got to cross Finland to, to get to the bank to cash in this gold that he's found. And he's got to fight his way through these fleeing Nazis and it's at the end of World War II. So they're trying to take his gold. It's not a terribly complicated plot. Mm -hmm. Sounds like he's a leprechaun. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Finish but, leprechauns. Man, this leprechaun carries a shitload of knives because yeah. he cuts his way through. It's so good. It's badass. He cuts his way through a bunch of Nazis. And whereas <laughs> this would be the spot where I might've put John Wick 4 at, mm -hmm. I felt like John Wick 4, as much as I loved it, maybe the action sequences are better. It's just way too long. This one is an hour and a half. It's a mean motherfucker. It gets mm. down to business. He puts a Bowie knife through a dude's head at mm. the first stop. Like, and he has a dog. Yes. That means a lot to me. Just like Prey a couple years ago when she had the Native American Predator film yeah. where she had her yeah. dog, and we all love that dog. He's got a dog, too, that's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, it, the conclusion's a little bit convoluted. The last final action scene, you'll be like, you'll roll your eyes a little bit, but it is a fun as hell ride to the end. And I, I my number five movie is Sisu. Oof, right. it was it was a great film, and I saw the trailer for that when yeah. I went to go see John Wick Four, and I was like, what the hell is that movie? I want to see that movie. And it's an yeah. old dude, yeah. killing Nazis. Yeah. Sign me up. And I watched it. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! I love when they ask him what does Sisu mean to the girl. She goes, "It's just that he refuses to die." It, you know, it, <laughs> yes. it's just oh, it's I just so it. badass. badass. It's cock and balls. You gotta love it. <laughs> 
promise Tim me. Tim Piles, what yeah, do you got? Cocking balls. All right. Well, you know, <laughs> well, this was Number long. I, I don't know how many movies I did see all this year, but I had about 23 to whittle it down. And uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm, I'm still very curious as to where this is all going, really. It's going to get off the rails. Um, I'm the a, rails. Like, like we discussed earlier, I'm a popcorn movie guy, like escapism. I mean, I, I don't know. My Most of my films, I think, are in that vein. So in this case, uh, and I'm still deciding where I'm going to let these fall, maybe based on how the next few go. So currently, I'm going to go with number five. I'm with you, Root, Spider-Man, and really looking forward to the sequel. I mean, that really was fun that left you hanging. It's funny because I, I made three attempts to watch this movie. I started to watch it and never went to the theaters, but I started to watch it once at home. My problem is smoking weed during the day and then sitting down to watch a movie. And if I get on the couch and I sit just a little too not horizontal and, and lay down, I'll end up fucking falling asleep. Baby's tired. <laughs> or start yeah. fading in and out. And Baby's so what's tired. the point of watching the movie when you keep coming back yeah. into moments? So I sat on it and then you said something just recently about Maybe you should watch this. That's the one movie you mentioned. I did. It, it recently. And so uh, I did it last night, and I got partway through it, and same damn thing again. Uh, <laughs> so guess what I finished this morning and went back about 30 minutes. So I brought it all back. But, yeah, oh, Spider-Man, awesome. <laughs> uh, really fun. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. Really Who enjoyed the, dad? the comic book connections and how they broke out all the different characters and explained. Problem was, even though I have a nice TV um, – you need to see it on the big screen. How many Spider-Mans were featured in I'm the movie? Oh, guy. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm a there's like, guys. From comic books to video games, there's way too many. I think yeah. there's like over 200 Spider-Man in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Like, they super even cool. created some. And it was deep. Yeah. I mean, it had, it had some levels and layers, and, and it's a fun escapist and movie. Glover was in it. Too. Oh, yeah. Donald Glover finally got his. Also, the voice of the dad is, uh, you ever seen the show Atlanta? Yes. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. And I'm horrible at Paper Paperboy? Yes. Paperboy. He's the dad. Ah, yes, he's the dad. Nice. And I'm so for. I was losing sleep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Rachel Dratch is in there. Jason yeah. Schwartzman is the spot. I mean, yeah. um, legendary. Issa Rae, which is like, she's a. That's a girl. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's a girl. <laughs> yes. She's on top. Yeah. But we have to wait till, what, 2025 for. They, they said they were trying to get it out in 2024, but with the writers yeah. strike. That's not happening. They should wait. Yeah. I'll take that, your time. They where did shouldn't. that fall in the box yeah. office success this year? Oh, it's in the top five. Oh, it's definitely five. in the top yeah, five. Yeah, it made a lot of money. Did it cross money. into a billion? It didn't go over a billion, <laughs> okay, but yeah. I think Barbie was one of the few that did that. Yeah, Super Mario. Yeah. That's too, wild, but, yeah. Which is crazy. Hey, now. Super Mario did a billion? It did. Damn. I need to watch that one. It's fun. I'm like, mean. I will. I don't know if it's on anyone's list, but I, we'll, 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 I'll talk about <laughs> number like, one, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris, Chris Pratt did a very good job at disguising his voice as Mario. No, he didn't. No. Look, we bullied them into making us a better Sonic movie. We couldn't build, uh, bully them into giving us a like. Uh, video game accurate uh, Mario voice. I want the Sonic original artwork bootleg cut though. I want the I want uh, that film is somewhere. You know, it's that's in the, some obscure vault, and it's the original CGI art of Sonic. There was that. Uh, that. You noticed the only reason I watched that there was that Chippendales movie that came out from the Chicken Rose uh, yeah. Park Avengers. Not the, oh, that one. Not, not, not the Rangers. stripper. Yeah, the not <laughs> the stripper. Like, movie. Not the Magic Mike. Um, one. yeah, and they have the original. There's a there's a scene in the movie where. It's the original Sonic one with the teeth, the human teeth, the horrifying Sonic artwork. And so he's good. a character in the movie. So good. It's great. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Number four. Number it's four. time for number four. Let's number do four. Alfredo. Ding, what do you ding, got? Ding, ding, ding. Barbie. 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 Okay. All right, I let's just do it. can. 
Sorry. That's pretty much why <laughs> it went to number four. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to watch it. It it was really good. I mean, like, like there's no other way of putting it. I mean, when, when uh, we went to see it, it was, um, I had no idea what I was going to expect. Um, I'm, I was, I'm fine with Greta Gerwig. I have issues with Noah Baumbach. Um, and watching the movie, it was funny. It was sincere. It was honest. It was, it was really, really funny. Um, what made it better after seeing the movie and after reading reviews and after seeing everything, it was how a lot of quote unquote males felt attacked because of the way they were portrayed. Right. That made it even better because if they're not getting the joke, then Jesus no. Christ. I mean, like, yeah. the, the pavement joke was hilarious. Yes. The, the Godfather joke, the Matchbox 20, the, the patriarchy jokes, like everything on it was fantastic and then everything that Barbie... Can we all sing the song no. together? Um, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it. So I, <laughs> like, girls, right? I mean, Ryan Gosling's Jack. Well, which one? Like, the, the one in the car Jack when, they're going, when they're driving. Yeah. Come from the mountain. Oh, the Indigo go. Girl song. Yeah. Oh. Closer that's I am to find or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. I thought you wanted... No. Uh, no the, the <laughs> match are you enough? Are you no. enough? I'm singing Indigo Girl. I am yeah. enough. Um, this has turned into a musical podcast. Um, no, it was great. I mean, like, it, it, it was... I had issues with thinking that maybe Will Ferrell would put it over the top because that's what he does. And it wasn't. I mean, like, it, it played perfectly well into the movie. Um, Margot Robbie was... I, I don't know, perfect for perfect. the world. I mean, like she yep. did amazing. Um, even America, like everybody did, everything was good on that movie. Except for and Alan. I love that that Emerald Fennel was also in the movie. We love Alan. Alan. That was Michael Sarek's character. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's the only thing I know about the movie. I was like, because yeah. I was just, and Alan. I'm like, he's great. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to watch He's the it. only Alan. He's like, yeah, I've got questions about that. <laughs> Why am I the only one? Also, I just, look, I find Michael Sarek endearing. So I kind of want to, I haven't seen him in a bit in a movie. Also, so it has a new Doctor Who in there as one of yes. the kids. Should you got Doctor Who? Who yes. Yeah, yes. yes so I love the new that was, I, the, Right now, when you mentioned, I remember that it was Chuty Godwa was there. Yeah. So it's, and, Yes. So Who's the actor the that played Shane was in it? Oh, the Sammy Liu. Uh, Crushed. What? Yeah. 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 The, I found yeah. the other, uh, one of the Kens. Mm. Sammy Liu, yeah. He yeah. was great. Okay. It was dope. Like, it he was Knuff, too. So. Yeah, yeah, no, it was Knuff. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, an ensemble cast. Like, I'm, I'm, like, now it's on Max. Yeah. Uh, the cast is outstanding. Yeah. It really is. Do you, you get one of those hoodies, Graham? Did you get one of those I'm Knuff? Hoodies? No, no, I did I not. I honestly thought you were going to be here today wearing one of those. <laughs> you feel my energy. <laughs> He's grim enough. <laughs> hey, this is for the patriarchy. Oh, man. All so, right, route number four. My number four is this movie called Bottoms. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes, it was. And what's the simplest way to explain this? It's these two girls in high school who are lesbians and to try to sleep with cheerleaders, mm -hmm. they start a fight club. Yep. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is in it. Once again, I'm horrible with actors names. Um, yeah. The actress, uh, look, the, 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 the actress is in it from uh, the bear. She, she's like the simplest way. She's the black actress. I forget her character's <laughs> name. Um, and it is so wonderfully done. It is 
Just a, a fresh. It, it's like a teen sex movie. comedy yes. Yes. for the yes. LGBTQ yes. community, but, but it can be relatable to everybody, right? No, there are some, and it is, and it has like some. There's some crazy scenes in it. The football team is great. Yep. <laughs> like, did you see it, Graham? I did see it. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed Bottoms. Yeah, so it, it, like, it's on my honorable mention. Yeah, and, and like I said, it, like I, I watched a lot of movies this year, but yeah, it snuck into there because that's one. It was like one of my favorite comedies, yep. coming of age. Mm-hmm. Like it was a great movie, and I think the director who directed it, this is only her second movie she directed. Also. The uh, the co-star, the other main lead, she wrote the movie. Yeah, Rachel yeah. Bennett. Yes, and yeah. she was like, oh my God. Ayo is the name of that girl. I don't want to fuck up her last name because I, I can't I'm say not it. Yeah, yeah, Eury, Eury, something like yes. yeah. And she is, they're both great in the movie. The, the cast, the supporting characters. I was um, interesting in Can everybody. we talk about Cindy Crawford's daughter? Yo. Holy yes, shit. Yeah. She looks just <laughs> like, like her. her. Yes. She is so hot. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it, I said, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's one of those movies like that didn't probably won't be on like a bunch of lists, but even it like should. It, and honorable it be. mentions. Yeah, I'm going to get the love here. Yeah, because it was, I think the budget was somewhere around like 11 mil and they right. only made 12. Right. Back. But it was, so it was, yes, it was, it was, a there's a spiritual cousin to this that came out in 99 with, a, with Natasha Leone called, but I'm a cheerleader oh, okay. and Clea Duvall was in there also. And, uh, there's a, this is clearly the descendant of that film because yeah. it has the same tone, same kind of jokes. Yep. And they, even when they're eating in the diner, the two girls, <laughs> yeah. the, if you look at the sign outside, the, the name of the diner is, but I'm a diner. So and even the directors admitting that they're, they're in on yeah, okay, this yes. is the movie that inspired this one. Huh. So uh, see, and I haven't seen, but I'm a cheerleader. So I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah. And but like I said, it's one of those sleeper hits. And like like I said, I don't even remember seeing. I don't even remember why I went to go see it. Um, I had, because it was about a girls in Fight Club in high school. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I, had, I didn't even see a trailer. I just was like my friend was like, "Hey, do you want to go see a movie?" Uh, and I was like, sure, but I've seen mostly everything in the theaters. I was like, what about this one, Bottoms? I was like, I'm going to look it up. Then I looked it up. I was like, Marshawn Lynch is in it. Um, <laughs> and he's one of my favorite characters in it. He's funny. Yeah, he's like, give Marshawn Lynch more comedy roles. Uh, I feel like he'd do good in a drama, too. Um, but go see this movie. like, Because I don't think it's streaming anywhere yet. I know it came out in South by Southwest around in Marches, and then it came out officially in August. Yeah. And like I said, it's one of those ones where, like, it's a breath. It's like, it's very yeah. fresh. Not like, there's not a lot of comedy movies, like, standing out to me. Uh, the, the other one that I've heard that's been standing out is, like, The Bear from uh, the, uh, Kreischer. But I haven't uh, watched that yet. But that that, I tried to, like, for this list, I wanted a very like I wanted a comedy on here. Yeah. Cause like there there were a bunch of good comedies that came out. I got some of my honorable mentions, but the just the premise of the movie is hilarious. And yeah. like I said, there are some scenes in there that I wish I could talk about. It's pretty dirty. Yeah, but I need you to you need to watch it yourself. <laughs> and, and, that's, and if they're that's, going clean watching that movie, like without any oh, any spoilers, like it it it's, just piles it's, on it's like so it, much yeah. better when you don't know no what's going intended. on in this movie. I just realized that's <laughs> <crazy. Yeah. laughs> so that's my number four, like I said. <laughs> nice. Go see bottoms. All right. Uh my number four, it's actually a streaming. Uh, film. It was on released Netflix September. It is called Reptile. 
It stars Benicio Del Toro, Alicia Silverstone, and my boy Justin Timberlake. Um, it's a classic kind of detective story, whodunit. Tons of twists and turns. Nothing is as what it seems. And, you know, it's always playing on the trope of, like, people are shedding their skin to believe who they really are. And why, what attracted me to it is, obviously, Benicio Del Toro is, like, the shit. I, anything he's in, I'm going to watch it. But I haven't seen Alicia Silverstone in a movie, and I, I mean Batman and Robin, Oof. or uh, what was the what was the other one she did? Clueless. That's the only Clueless, one I remember too. But it was with uh, Brendan Fraser and Blast from the Past. Blast from the Past. Oh, so she, but she crushes it. She's super good, and I still think that Justin Timberlake just needs to act. He just needs to stay acting, because um, I, you know. Outside of that, I have I don't even think he really has a music career anymore. I think Bruno Mars took that I mean, from him. He took his mean. I he, think he, he took his whole flow. <laughs> yeah, took, but it's just like so with Reptile, you know, it opens up in just this kind of this couple. They're they're like a power real estate couple, and the wife is murdered, and Benicio del Toro gets called to the scene, and he's like this hard nosed detective, very like Columbo style, where he kind of plays this aloof and. They show you out the gate what it is. So I love it. It's like you, you, when you go back and watch it a second time, you're like, shit, God damn it. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. Um, and it kind of made me feel that I thought I knew who the killer was the whole time. And at the very end, when you get all the big reveals, it, it kind of, I, I didn't, I missed it. I was very surprised and again, it's on Netflix for streaming. And the guy, uh, Grant Singer, it was his directorial debut. So Young Buck, new film, and it was great. Highly recommend it. Um, Reptile. Nice. All right, my number four. I've got Ben Affleck's Air. Uh, <laughs> that's on my honorable mentions I am a basketball fan I've been at a basketball Jones I grew up playing basketball mm. I'm from Kansas it's in our blood um, I, I was fascinated by this story it, really is, it is a really solid film um, it, when you really go into the nuts and bolts of it it's, you see how much of a high wire act it was for Nike yeah. that if they didn't get that guy at that moment they were just going to be a fifth place running shoe company like, we wouldn't know Nike Air Jordan. We wouldn't know any of that stuff that we yeah. know them as today. They would have just been Skechers. You know, they would have been, some, they would have been tracks. They would have been some shit like that. so true. Like, they didn't land Michael Jordan at that moment in time and that specific deal. It all would have changed history. Yeah. I mean, ever the way we see shoes and the whole business. And it's the way he presents it. And, and Affleck himself plays Phil Knight, and he's just a really funny version of Phil Knight. Yeah. He steals every scene he's in. And Matt Damon is terrific. Chris Tucker is yeah. back on the business. I was glad to see him again. Viola Davis kills everything Ooh. she's in. And she plays Michael's mama. I really love two other things about this. One thing I love is you never see Michael Jordan. Yep. You only see him from behind in a couple scenes, and it's just a guy walking by. You never see his face. And secondly, this movie takes place in the spring of 1984, one of the greatest pop culture years in the history 
of music and the soundtrack is loaded. I mean, if you put this thing on Spotify, the soundtrack, it is outstanding representation of the music that was going on in that moment. So it's one of my favorite soundtracks of the year also. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I love Dare. I think it's good for people with the basketball Jones, but I also mm-hmm. think it's good for people that just like a, seeing a, you know, how a business blew up into something that it became. Like, all right, Tim Piles, what do you got? Um, I think I'm the oldest one on this panel. Um, came of age in the 70s. And in the 70s, um, there was a book I came across that I thought was going to really enlighten me to the ways of the female species, right? So you really think, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discover, I'm going to figure this out. Like, I never figured anything out. <laughs> but are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I would have to throw down... Uh, to see that film finally made after many, many years, I mean, I don't know. Uh, did you guys ever read any of the Judy no. Bloom books oh, by any chance? I've never um, read one. I mean, I get, you know, they're kind of young women coming That's of age me, stories. And, and Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is the big one about right. a teenager uh, coming of age and going yeah. through a period and the whole thing. Uh, and I just got the biggest kick out of seeing that on the big screen. Uh, Rachel, Rachel McAdams, McAdams yeah. was oh, wow. Phenomenal. So yeah. good. And so was so was Margaret. And those coming of age stories are super fun. And it was just neat to see that put up on the big screen. I, I'm amazed it took that long because it's just maybe it's the story. I mean, a girl, you know, I don't know, coming of age and coming talking about Barbie. a period being the main storyline. Um, but that was super fun and, and took me back to a time. And again, you know, I think I read I forget all the books, but that was the one that I started with was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. And I think I read several of, of her other books. And, you know, other than I'm still married to my wife today, maybe that helped yeah, me understand. Maybe it helped. <laughs> but it didn't didn't help me back then. Yeah. But yeah, it was a fun movie and, and it took me back to a time in, in my life for sure. Definitely another one on my list that like I was reading about and I was like, I wanna see this one. Uh, once again, I've, I've read some Judy Bloom books, so I'm, I'm right there with you. Thank you. I love it. Judy's I mean, though, we must, we must, we must improve our busts. Right. Uh, reading that and then seeing it played out on screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's All right. me. Hey, Alfredo, not? number three. Killers of the Flower Moon. All right, Scorsese. Very yes. nice. Let's do it. Um, I loved Lily Gladstone. Yeah. She was beyond fantastic probably in the top three performances of this year uh robert de niro have in my opinion had not been better in at least 20 years that he did i mean like he wasn't this over the top thing or trying to play something else like, like against type like the performance was quite the, the soundtrack was amazing right before um, um um he passed away it was the last score he did um the the way it was shot, I mean, by Rodrigo Prieto, it, it was impressive. Um, I obviously, unless you're, um, unless you don't pay attention, the, there was a lot of um, pushback on on the movie because of the way it was portrayed. But I still, I'm still in the camp that it's better to be. I didn't see much of an issue of the way it was portrayed because of the atrocities that were happening to the Osage, and and it was, I don't know, it was a great movie. It was like three different genres rolled into something new for Scorsese. I mean, even in a movie where DiCaprio, quote unquote, doesn't do much, even though he does, but he didn't. I mean. 
I don't know. I think it was Lily Gladstone's movie with yes. the newer supporting and Jesse Plemons. And Jesse if, Plemons is great. If Jesse Plemons is in it, yeah. then I kind of sort of have to see it because he's like my new Philip Seymour Hoffman. So, <laughs> so good comparison. I well, like that. Yeah, I mean, like, no, but yeah, great. I mean, yeah. So Scorsese, Killers of Flower Moon. I love it. Yes, That's sir. a good one. All right, Rue, what you got? Number three. It's a Netflix movie. Okay. Uh, they cloned Tyrone. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've waited for that movie because it got pushed back for a year. And I think it, like they didn't want to release it during the pandemic, which probably was weird. That's the best time to release it. Yeah, um, yeah, we got a lot, a lot of hits on it. Yeah, like it's such a good film. It reminds me of They Lived. Yeah, like very much. Such a great great film um i think the look i'll forgive the the director he wrote that new space jam movie that's the one that's the one, one thing he did uh <laughs> he wrote the but he this was also his first uh, uh feature film and he has like a few like short like films that i've watched and mm-hmm. i've really liked that's why i was very upset when he i heard he wrote the new space jam movie um, right. but the cast to everything like it was such like just the cinematography like it was a good movie yeah. and the end without saying anything it was a really cool part of the movie yeah. it's a science fiction like comedy uh-huh. like thriller yeah like, there's a point where they're looking for a portal at one point in a convenience store yeah they, they open up a, 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 like a cooler a, yeah like, a cooler of beer to get through and i'm just cracking up i'm like uh, they're just having these fun plays on stereotypes just, and stuff oh, and that's what it, like, i loved it so much what when, when they're like at the restaurant you know what that's too much you just you need to watch the movie um like I said, I, I've, I think that's probably my most rewatched movie of this year. I've watched it a few times. Yeah. Um, John Boyega is really good. He, I want him to do more. For, I know Star yeah. Wars kind of messed them up. Right. But he's such a talented actor. Hey, you mean, uh, you know, what's his name messed up? I would like to see him, uh, Jonathan Majors. He's not uh, Kang anymore. Right. I yeah. would love to see John Boyega like take did you that see, role. Did you see the uh, the movies that he did with uh, Steve McQueen? Yes. Small X? Yes. Okay. And that, that, and I, and I like that too. Um, but yeah, like John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, uh, I'm going to mess up her name and I know it. Uh, I want to say T- Tiana Paris. Like she's really good. She, you could, you probably know her more from, uh, if you're a Marvel like person, she plays uh, Photon and uh, the Marvels. She was in the Scarlet Witch project, but I really liked her character and she, and, Jamie Foxx just being a pimp. Also, like, it's very, like, <laughs> like the time, because it's, like, the future, but not the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I One of my favorites, like, science fiction, like, movies probably this year. And it's, like, so, like, down to earth. But it's, like, also, like, a conspiracy film and everything. Um, just watch it. It's on Netflix. Everybody has Netflix. Steal it from your grandma. <laughs> um, Let me get that code, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get that pass. Yeah. Hook me up, dog. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That one was a Let me one. get that. All right, yeah. Oslo, what you got? Number so, three. So my number three, this this movie, theatrical release, it opened, it was one of the first films in 2023, Knock at the Cabin. My boy M. Night suited back up. One last ride. So he <laughs> produced and directed it, but it's a based off a book yeah. from 2018. Things like a knock at the cabin at the end of the world. Yeah. 
But I loved it because my boy, um, Rupert Grant, Ron Weasley. He's back. He's back. And he's playing this, like, Bostonian, like, middle-aged, like, balding dude. So I just loved the character. And then, you know, Dave Bautista, yeah. crush mode, homies jacked, just, oh, like, massive. And it's kind of, he's, like, so, like, an alien, like, in any film. And he's, like, this soft-spoken like kindergarten teacher. So essentially the movie opens up and it's a family and they're going on vacation and four strangers interrupt them. And they basically tell them you have to sacrifice one of you or the world will end. And that's in the preview. Yeah. That's preview. That's yep. the little breadcrumbs you get, but it's kind of the hot take because M night Shyamalan is kind of gassed out. You know, the village was trash. Um, what, what was the one oh, with the glass. old people? Glass was old? terrible. Yeah, glass, the old, yeah, it was just called old. old. Glass. Yeah, I mean, was, yeah. they're all like nothing the, is worse than the happening. The happening is, the the happening happening is, trash. is the top. The, the, no, no, I mean, if you define trash and you look it up, Mark Wahlberg comes <laughs> yeah. up. Not just because so, of him, but because of the movie, The Happening. I so, erased so, the yeah, happening it, from it, my brain. So when I saw this movie I'm coming sorry. out, I'm like, dude, M Night's doing it again, and it's like the preview's so epic. It's just like. Mm -hmm. The world's gonna end. It's like in a world where a, a family's taking hostage. You gotta kill your daughter. Kill that's, someone. And that's kind of what I go back to is like, why can't we get the, the movie guy voiceover anymore? In yeah, any where is that guy? What happened to that? He, I know not, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, he dead? He dead? But then he's like. Damn. Uh, the guy. Yeah, RIP. But that's like, I wanna see that in previews. But for me, like a strong preview is like an art form. Yeah. So M. Night Shyamalan films are like, you could just only live them in the previews and that should be just a movie. Mm -hmm. Once you go beyond it and you spend, invest two hours of your time watching like this awesome story, like slowly unravel and you're like, oh God. So I love it because it's cringeworthy, but that's my number three, Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan. I, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like you said, Batista's in it. Uh, like Doctor Strange, Batista yeah. is really good. Yeah, he's yeah, really yeah, he's, good. He might be the highlight of the movie, but he is the highlight. And like you said, the trailer—I didn't even think about that. I saw that trailer, and I'm like, yeah. I even went to go get the book, and no, if, the trailer if, was strong. Yeah, and yeah. And if you enjoy books, you should also read the book because I got I got the book after that. I'm like, oh wow, this is crazy. Strong trailer. Have you, great. Have cast. you seen the film on Netflix that just came out with Julia Roberts and very Ethan similar? Hawk, that's a very think, similar yeah. vibe. Something in the world behind. Leave the world behind. That was good. Yeah. Oh, Kevin Bacon. I enjoyed it. Mm. Kevin Bacon. Oh, Can't Kevin go wrong Bacon. with Kevin Bacon. Prepper do? Bacon. Dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's Prepper Bacon. It's like my Kevin neighbor. Bacon or Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, yeah. They're great. All right. My number three, yeah, I just it? saw a couple weeks ago. I saw it at a sneak preview a week before it oh, came shit, out. It made me so happy. This is my childhood coming to life. It is Sean Durkin's The Iron <laughs> Claw. Oh, uh, yes. I knew uh, it. It gave me all the feels. I Growing up in Kansas uh, in the Midwest in that time, that was my childhood. The Von Erics would come up. They would wrestle Harley Race. They would wrestle Ric Flair. The Freebirds. The Freebirds. <laughs> and my dad would take me to those matches. I saw those all these wrestlers as a kid. And I went with my brother again on Christmas. I saw it a second time because I needed to see it with him because he's only one year younger and he was always with me. And he freaked out at Harley Race. When the guy came out and started talking, he looked just like Harley Race. Mm -hmm. He sounded just like Harley Race. And it was our childhood <laughs> champion. And so to just see that on screen, it was, it was just fantastic. Um, 
it, it, it was just more than it's a heartbreaking story. Yes. I mean, if, if for wrestling fans out there, I think it's an essential watch. Mm-hmm. It's right there with Mickey Works, the wrestler is yes. probably the greatest wrestling movie I've ever seen. Um, God, the wrestler was so good. Yeah, the wrestler is fantastic. Yes. Um, the the Von Erichs, it's heartbreaking. Uh, I think the the it, the first hour of it is the rise of the dynasty. Yes. And then the second hour is just brutal heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. <sighs> and by the end of it, you're just practically concussed. Yeah. And it's a true story. Yep. And there's so much sadness that befell this family that they couldn't even include it all in the movie. One of the Von Erich children, Chris, Chris. the youngest one, was cut out. I mean, just because there was so much tragedy. And this is the moment where I, where I ride with Zac Efron. I will stick up with him anytime anybody tries to trash him from now on as the yeah. high school musical kid or whatever. I'm going to say, have you seen uh, the Iron Claw? Because near the end, there's a point where he's carrying his brother and it is a gut punch. I mean, I was waterfalls. And I'm like, Zac Efron just made me cry in a dramatic film. I mean, and Holt McElhaney is fan. Fantastic as Fritz von Erich. A twenty four did it again. A twenty four is killing it. They I did mean, it again. it's a tale of toxic masculinity on mm. the surface, competition and competition. <sighs> but what it really is is just this beautiful story about brothers. Damn, you're making me think about backdraft right and now. It, <laughs> it really is just this story <laughs> of brothers who love each other. And uh, like this uh, podcast, we're brothers from another mother. It, it, I mean, and they just got jacked. They like, all got jacked. Jeremy Allen White put on 50 yeah, pounds of muscle, jacked. shows up on the set as mm. Carrie Von Eric, the most popular one. Yep. And he's looking at Zach Efron like, you motherfucker. Like, Zach oh, yeah. just looks better. Mm. Like, Zach's just always going to look better. Mm-hmm. But um, those two are great. Harris Dickinson is, is from uh, Triangle of Sadness. He plays yeah. David Von Eric. Um, Maura Tierney is the mother. She's fantastic in a, in a subdued role. She doesn't say a lot, mm. but she says it with her face. And there's moments where you just feel terrible for her lily james is uh kevin von eric's wife pam she's terrific i mean i just i love the whole cast i think it's a wonderful it's, film did you and your brother used to emulate these wrestlers Absolutely. out in the front yard of I'm, your house oh, front in yard, City? Fuck that. i'm coming off the kitchen arm of the couch <laughs> i mean he's on the floor <laughs> in the carpet in the living room and i'm coming off the arm of the couch with the power elbow i still hit my dog with the iron claw like, <laughs> <laughs> i'll just grab uh, her face like, <laughs> one last thing there is a Tom Sawyer Rush tribute in the middle of this. Yes. Where the youngest one plugs it in in his bedroom, and you hear that song blasted through the speakers, and it shows the rise of the Von Erics, and it, there's like a wrestling montage in the ring, and it ends with them walking out at Texas Stadium to fight the Freebirds or something. Yes. It, it gave me all the feels. It was my favorite scene of the whole year in any movie. My hair was standing up during Tom Sawyer. I just loved it so much. That was my number three. All right. Imagine how excited I'm going to be at the top two if I was I that excited Control about that. Control yourself. Are we running out of time? How are we no, doing? We're doing? How are we good. looking? Keep going. All right. Well, my number three is a number three. And talk about heartbreaking. God, to hear and see the backstory of a lead character like Rocket and find out where he came from. Oh. <gasps> I was he heartbroken. His yeah. friends in that world were just, I was fascinated by them. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 yeah. is my number three. And it was, a, it was a nice little wrap up. And, and I got to give a shout out to the little holiday special that they did uh, that right was included on yeah, uh, Disney Plus as a nice little holdover until we actually got the film. But yeah. that, that was a super fun film. And that whole series and trilogy is Probably some of the best Marvel best work, Marvel really. Like best just, Bradley Cooper's work. In, yeah. 
Yeah. And it's vocals, vocals only. Yeah. No, That's no, all you need. No, no, no Star is Born. My only complaint about all of those films is, is I have to say Vin Diesel's in a movie I like. <laughs> at least I don't have to look at him. Yeah, it's like me. looking at myself on screen. Yeah, he only has one line, too. <laughs> uh, like, except, uh, no, I guess he has two lines. He two. says, I am Groot and we are Groot. His arms look like yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> but that's why I go to the movies, you know, something yeah. like that is super fun. It's a on pretty the big great screen. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. always. Yeah, they, uh, I love the fire in there. Yeah. But they Rainbow, do, they do, they, do, they do those Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks very well. Like, it's the only soundtrack that I think they release on vinyl for the most part. And cassette. And cassette. That's a good, like, yeah. marketing. Because it fits with these got the Walkman. Yeah. I still have my old school Walkman. You, you look. It works. Sony Sport? What? <laughs> Sony Sports? The yeah. yellow yeah. one? I got the yellow the one. Clip one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are we up to number two? Yeah, we're in the number two. Dang, we're crossing in. We're doing it. Hit it, Alfredo. Oppenheimer. Okay. Pardon me. What'd you say? Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. Okay. That, I'm, I I didn't see it. Um, it's amazing. I mean, like, whole, I mean, like, I know people had issues with it. Um, but Japanese Killian. people specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, again, we, we, we that falls back into the same thing with Killers of the Flower Moon and yep. the representation. I mean, like, Nolan said why he didn't have to show what happened after it because he was exploring the idea of what Oppenheimer was discovering as it was going. And when he realized what was going to happen, I mean, it was just, I mean, devastating, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I mean, like, um, Emily Blunt's amazing. Um, even Matt Damon is funny, which is weird. Um, <laughs> but sure, why Matt not? Um, Robert Downey Jr., I mean, like, it's great to see him act. Versus just showing up on screen and doing Robert Downey Jr. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, and, and and I loved it. I loved every single thing of that movie. Did you do Barbenheimer? You see them both on the same weekend? No. Or the same I mean, that day? was the single biggest them. thing yeah. in I films saw both this, of them. this year, yeah. right? But not yeah. right. He saw both of them, but not right after. Okay. No. Not yeah. like me where I went the first two days. Yeah. Just a little palate no. cleanser. Yeah, 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 happy, right. sad, happy, sad. I'm no. No. I have a day job, so no. What's yeah. the order? Which one was happy, though? But, I, mean, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen that Barbie, but <laughs> so I assume that was the happy one. <laughs> it's not. Oh, no. <laughs> double, um, double dose of depression. <laughs> yes, it should be. Come yeah, on, it's 2023. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, no, that was my number two, Oppenheimer. So, my number two was Iron Claw. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Higher than me. Woo. Oh, it bumped. So. And it bumped one of the movies I'll have on my honorable mentions, but Iron Claw. I am a wrestling fan. The Von Erich curse is something most wrestling fans know very well. Absolutely. It, once again, I was in that theater. I was tearing up. Uh, I went with a, a friend. They looked over like, are, are you okay? I was like, you don't know these characters. And I'm, like I said, I my great-grandfather was a huge wrestling fan. He loved the Von Erichs. Uh, just hearing their story from like them being brothers in competition, how much family meant to them. The, the like uh, another wrestling thing that I thought was very cool. Uh, Chavo Guerrero, uh, the late Eddie Guerrero's nephew, mm-hmm. was one of the stunt coordinators and taught the guys basic wrestling forms. And it, he was like, "These guys are damn near ready. They could go do a wrestling match tomorrow." Yeah. Like so, like just seeing. Everything, bro. The only problem I had with it 
was the guy who portrayed Ric Flair. Thank you. <laughs> like, Thank you. To the point, they could have got real Farrell to do that part. <laughs> like, and that was the that was the only person. So he looked the part, yes. and he walked like it him. Was, his ring entrance was, was solid. It was great. But it, his rap, promo, his flow, yeah. his promo skills were was, trash. Were not there. You don't but, have half the skills yeah, of, that, that, of the that, real hey, Ric Flair. Ric Flair is that. Who has an MC? Who has the skills of Ric Flair, to be honest? That, 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 <laughs> I mean, only Ric Flair. I mean, yeah, cocaine and <laughs> But you cannot have cocaine bear I, I, I do <laughs> Rick Flair. So recently the Von Erics uh, um the old L Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. His sons are currently wrestlers. Okay. Uh they're in this company called AEW. It's all elite wrestling. Yep. They did they were just doing a show in Texas, so they made a special appearance. Um, and it's very cool. Like WWE's now like they just inducted them to uh inducted them into the Hall of Fame a few years ago. And you know who did it? The Michael Hayes from the uh, Fabulous oh, nice. Freebirds. He inducted the Von Erics. Yeah. His great some of their greatest rivals. Um these guys don't like people like I said, wrestling fans know the Von Erics, but they don't get the the like respect the, the respect and everything they, they deserve. Like this is a family like you said, the movie was so sad. Um, I don't even know if this counts as a spoiler because I don't, you know, I'm not going to say it, but there was, the, the movie was so sad. Like they had to cut a whole brother out of the movie and his death was like, I've read a book um, and Bret Hart's has spoken about the uh, Von Eriks, but this movie, like it was probably the most heart and gut wrenching thing I've seen this year. And like, and I, and, and I loved it, how they shot it, how the guy, wrestlers, like, like you hear the interviews of each guy from, like, Jeremy Allens to Zac Efron talking about how they, like, I love when these people do, like, because, like you said, we know pro wrestling gets the rap of, like, it's not a real sport. It's a, um, it's a scripted. I was like, so is Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, these guys will drive up and down these roads. They don't get a lot. Um, but there's just like just seeing them like that, just how that family comes up, and it's it's like I said, it's not for the faint of heart, um, because there's so many tragedies that befell that family. But if it's a, there was one of the movies you're gonna go see this year, that's that's one of them. A24, they rarely miss on these like on these nah. things. Like I can't think currently, I can't think of a A24 movie that I haven't liked. Um, They're the new Miramax for sure. Yeah, the way Miramax was in the '90s, and we would always go to anything with the Miramax logo on it. You That's go. the way A24 you go. is now. Yeah, and I, I kind of like. I wouldn't mind seeing them like cover a few other things. Like if they're gonna do more wrestling movies, maybe uh, do a Eddie Guerrero story or the Hart family or the Hart. <sighs> yeah, that one. If you know what happened to yep. Owen, yep. Um, that would be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be heartbreaking. Yeah, but no pun intended. Again. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize that. That's yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good, that's a good one. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm out. Yo, but it's like Seinfeld. Just get out of here, Costanza. I did not. That's my favorite thing because I, I, I was like, I was speaking with Graham before this. I was like, I know we have one movie on here that's yeah. the same, and I definitely think that was one, uh, and I think that was the one. It was so good, like. I don't, and I don't have to spend a bunch of time on it. Graham nice. was, he was just as excited as me. Like everything <laughs> Graham was saying, I was super hyped over here. And I'm like, yes, yes, that, 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 everything. Oh, yeah. That's gonna, they're going to get some hardware for it. They're going to take home a trophy. I don't think it'll be a I lot. Don't I don't think it, so. It doesn't feel like it doesn't have the momentum right now. Yeah. Um, 
I, it doesn't matter to me. A24 never has the momentum. Really. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, everything Everywhere just won, but yeah. normally they don't have momentum like that. It, yeah. it might get some Independent Spirit Awards. Well, and I, and like I hope that, they do. Okay. okay. I, it's not going to get a lot of awards, but to me, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. still one of the best it was films one of the, the best year, movies so. this year. You know, and uh, rolling into mine, so this was a summer blockbuster. I wanted to have a sequel on my list. I think sequel films are just interesting in themselves, and so I went with The Meg 2, The Trench. <laughs> and, you know, Jason, Jason Statham's back. <laughs> he's and back. He's back. Wait, but did he really leave? But he never really left. So it's five years later. So it's, it, this takes place five years after The Meg where Jason Statham is a kind of underwater operative that he the gets stuff. he gets pulled in to pull to pull people out that are trapped like deep like core oil riggers like in the or, abyss. and so what but happens better. in the first movie is they you know they figure out what the trench is so our heroes go back but this time it's great because it's 5 years later and the the little girl from the first one now she's like 25 in the movie she plays a love interest and it's kind of a buddy cop film because her uncle, I think it's Wu, what's his name? Wu Chi? I'm just surprised oh, there's a what's movie called name? The Meg and it's not, I'm like. <laughs> Wu Jing. Oh. So he's like this badass Chinese actor, like superstar over there. But it's, you, they, they share over the there. screen. So it's Jason Statham and the uncle team up, <laughs> Meg 2. Summer blockbuster sequel. I freaking loved it. It's so entertaining. And in the preview, they tell you that uh, they're messing with some tech to get in the shark's mind to control them. They're going to mind control sharks? So Say no more. They've <laughs> created tech to mind control megalodons. And it's Dons, yeah. Dons, plural. Yeah. Or, or just or multiple. Well, there, mul well there's multiple. Just one. In the first film, there's multiple. Well, there's a, there's a lot of big how, ones in this. How film. giant yeah. are we talking? Are, are these kaiju's? They're huge. They're massive. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. The but, trench opens up and unleashes them, right? Yeah, but Basically, yeah, there's an explosion yeah, that unleashes them, and then yeah. we get our drama. And but Jason Jason Statham's just like ridiculously like dope. He's like running through explosions, like double wielding like automatic weapons underwater, and like. It, so, I can't recommend it enough. You don't even need to see the first anything man. with that man. You don't got to see the first film. So this Make is like the trench. So this is like Crank plus Aquaman. Oh yeah, it's oh, Crankman by, bro, by bro, the sound of things. Yeah, I'm about to say. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was like, you sold me. I'm probably oh, it's so much fun. It instantly drops you in, and it's got Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis is fine. He he don't miss either. I think. And he's played every national. I think he's the he's known for acting. He's played more nationalities and ethnicities than anybody. Oh wow! And I think he's from New Zealand. Damn, yeah. that dude is. Yeah, that was on Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. No, he's it's it's wild. He was in uh, Ten Thousand BC. If you mm -hmm. didn't miss that one, yeah, he played a, he played the dad, the caveman dad. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. Him and The Rock can damn near play anybody. But it's, <laughs> it's Cliff Curtis, and he's doing like I think he's doing like a Southern accent. So he's like a like a like a Deep South scientist that winds up on a Chinese deep a sea deep oil South rig. Scientist. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said that's my number two. Meg to the trench. I love it. I love it. Summer blockbuster. All right, my my number two has been mentioned a couple times already. It is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Um, I love it. I think this was. I, they're stepping their game up in a way that I just wasn't even, I couldn't even wrap my head around it the first time I saw it. I saw it twice in the theater. And the first time I saw it, I was just like, I didn't think they could top the first one. I'll be real honest. Like, mm -hmm. 
the first one was a game changer. And you, it's kind of like the Raid films. The first time I saw the Raid Redemption, I was like, holy shit, the action game just changed. And I knew it right then. And when I saw the Raid 2, I go, holy fuck, they just changed it again. And that's the way I felt watching Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I was like, they just upped the ante again. Like, and there's that, there's that chase sequence in the middle with... That's been talked about. It's not really ruining it. There's, you yeah, know, yeah. it's a multiverse film, and there's yeah, a point yeah, we know. where Miles is being chased by a lot of different Spider-Man, and there's Spider-Cat, and there's yep. Spider-Dinosaur, and yep. a bunch of other ones. <laughs> Which and are just very hilarious. real <laughs> And I think it took over a year to animate yes. just that one scene, yes. like because it was so detailed. I mean, and the and the, here's the real secret weapon of it. While we're also dazzled by that animation and the stuff with with the with the uh, punk uh, Spider-Man and all that stuff. The, the writing is so strong. The story is so good. I actually was invested in Gwen Stacy and her dad and, mm-hmm. and you know, all the, the plot lines going it's on there. It's funny. It's poignant. It, it's really, really... Yeah. It, it, it's it smart. Cuts, it's very smart. It cuts to the chase mm-hmm. on a lot of points in a way that live-action movies sometimes don't. Yep. So I had to look it up. Let's just do a, something real quick. How many different variations of Spider-Man do you think appear in that scene? In that scene? Yeah. I just oh, looked it up, so Jesus. I know I won't. Okay, uh, I'm going to guess 120. I want, I want to hear everybody. 186. <laughs> I'm going. One dollar. No, going 240. <laughs> I'm going like, I'm going 600. You were closest. You said 240? Yeah. It was 280 variations oh, of Spider-Man. Wow. I counted them. I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was like, as soon as it was One, on two, Netflix, three, it was like, yeah. That was, just, that was just creativity that you can't contain. I yeah. mean, that's just wild. 95 that were just invented uh, for the movie. That's, that's I mean, why but, it's but in a way, in a way, in a movie like that, it gives you free, free reign to yeah. just do, I mean, like when they say go crazy, I mean, like, like in this, like no shit, like just invent, create whatever because... What the fuck? Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. yeah. And like I said, that... And they're using all those different... It's the same thing as the first one, where they're using multiple different styles of animation and yeah. blending them all together. And the watercolors... And live action. The watercolors were what, what really yeah. was getting me this time. Like, the watercolors, anytime Gwen was with her dad, there was yeah. that was going on. And not gonna lie. There's the Lego sequence. Yeah. Like, there's Oh, just... yeah, he's the snitch. Ah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot him. Because he was such a small... It was a quick part. I forgot yeah. that part was in the film. Yeah. Um And... I saw one of those other movies. It's like uh, I went with my nephew, uh, my godson and my nephew. I'm watching a movie. There's a scene. I'm not going to say what scene. I teared up. They looked at me. They like, are you tearing up? I was like, mind your business. Watch <laughs> the movie. <laughs> like, this man stuff yeah, here. You don't, you, you, back, these are emotions. Yeah. It went off when I was, when I was cleaning it, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those movies. That's like, it was even hard putting it out of number five for me. Yeah. To see that movie... That's probably Miles Morales is amazing. Amazing. It's the best Spider-Man movie you can see. Yeah. Like yeah. simple as that. And like you said, could not think it would outdo the first one. Yeah. And it did. And I would say to all those people who normally hesitate to see this kind of film that wouldn't want to see an animated superhero mm. film. I know there's a lot of people out there that feel that way. Yes. I think this is where you make the exception. Yeah. These two films are the ones where you <clears throat> give it a chance. And well, it it got a trophy, right? The first one? Probably should. I think I it think won it an Academy Award. I feel like it did. I feel like this they one might an animated feature category yeah. now, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. might have won that. It popped. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? What do you got, Tim Piles? Oh, we're on. We're on yeah. number two. Hey, it's almost four twenty. Uh, number two. My number two. Yeah. This is my number two. Yeah. No, I'm just wondering. Somebody's mentioned it, I believe, so far. All right. Well, this film 
gave a run on pink paint. <laughs> People couldn't get pink paint. I, I mean, to build the set, and that's one thing I loved about the set, like a practical set. But I'm going to go with Barbie for my yeah. number two film. Okay. And uh, I'm going to beat you off if you don't believe it. No. <laughs> we'll beat you off so hard. <laughs> it's meta. It's deep. It's got so many things going on. It's emotional. It's just a fun movie. Probably the most exciting thing about that movie for me, too, and not just the Oppenheimer thing. It's really Barbie that drew people back to the theaters on another level that we haven't seen in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oppenheimer, the Barbenheimer thing was part of it, but I think Barbie in of itself, you know, I just imagine, you know, even if you're a dude scared to go see Barbie, if you don't have like a girlfriend that maybe you're a wife that you went and saw it with, hell, I didn't even go see it with my wife. She wouldn't go. I finally got her to go see it uh, because it's on Max. But yeah, fun movie, deep, and uh, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed all the characters. And um, I mean, I play with action figures, sort of. I mean, obviously, never had Barbies, but um, you don't have to be a purveyor of Barbie yeah. nostalgia to go see the film and enjoy it. Yeah. So I know we've discussed it many times, but it yeah, was, we did it was an episode fun. on it. Yeah. Oh, fun <laughs> film. Yeah, we did a special. The only current film of our whole podcast uh, yeah. this season. Uh, do we have a season? We're just, it's just ongoing. We had to. It was barreling towards a billion and a half dollars. It was a phenomenon. We had to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like, you guys have. Oh, you got to pop it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I got to, like, I'm going like, to, and I wasn't afraid to watch it. It just, I was like, my best friend wanted to go see it on his birthday. And I was just like, I don't want to go see a Barbie movie. Um, and not even because of anything. Like, because that cast is stacked. Like I said, Issa You'll go Raisin, see Bottoms. Yeah. But you won't go see Barbie. It's just because there were, I was like, there were, first of all, I am the type of guy that's like, I like going to see a movie. Like, like and I, I have the AMC but they, I go see movies. Like, I'll go see a bunch of movies. But I'll go see when they're, like, less popular. So I don't have to be in a like, uh, crowd with a bunch sure. of people. But there's certain movies that's like, I want to see this. There's something With to be all said. These people. I saw you on the night that Transformers came out. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> you, were the, you were there, and I was seeing, I think, Dial of Destiny, the Indiana yes, Jones movie. We I ran just, into each other. Yeah, and we talked. Nice. Yeah, and that's, my, that's also my favorite AMC. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm surprised we've only run into the. You know, we ran into each other twice there, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, there was another one. I definitely remember that one. Uh, oh, you have saw the blackening. Yes, <laughs> we were at the blackening. Yes, are we at number one? We are yeah. number, number one. one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, Alfredo. What was your favorite film of 2023? Before I say this, I will say um, I haven't seen every single thing that came out or every single thing that I wanted to see sure. that came out. Those will Almost. come on on the honorable mentions. Now, from the films that I did see this year, my favorite one is Anatomy of a Fall. Nice. That's the one that uh, won the Palme d'Or mm-hmm. at, um, and Cannes, yeah. um, directed by Justine Triet, and it stars Sandra Hewler. It's literally, it's the title of the movie. It's Anatomy of a Fall. It, it's, it's, she's in Zone of Interest, too, which is also yes, a movie getting a lot of heat right now. She's, that's the other one that I want to see. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's... It's, it's, a, it's a slow burn movie. I mean, like, it, it there's no climax to it there's no nothing it's just something happened and it plays out for about two hours but there's one scene specifically that just made the whole movie for me like it it, it when i when when we were watching the movie um uh um, in the theater and the line was delivered and the way it was said the way it happened it it's one of those things where it just 
fucks you up in a way yeah. because it 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 changes you it it, it like i i don't know how to explain it it just that one scene made the whole movie about 10 15 times better for me and my wife and i kept on talking about it afterwards and and it was just like because there's so many points of views that you can take from it and discussions but anatomy of a fall fucked me up is there a lot of courtroom stuff in it Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, no more than Law and Order, to be honest. Well, so. I was going to say, if there's there's a lot of people out there that like courtroom stuff. So I, I was going to say, if you like this, enough. you should see this. It too. has enough uh, okay. uh, court stuff to to satisfy that need. And yeah. it has enough stuff out of it that that affects and, 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 and causes disruption outside of it also. I mean, because it's not just a courtroom drama. It's also a like a family thing. It's I don't know, man. It's a mystery. It's it yeah. could be a, it could be also described as a as a thriller, not necessarily as a whodunit type thing. Even though that's what they paint it as, but I don't know. It just it fucked me up. It's an amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing movie. Nice. I've seen that one on a lot of lists. I haven't got to see it though. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, my number one is Godzilla minus one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. My <laughs> so God. badass. Probably my most enjoyable watch this year. To it's Japanese Godzilla back in like war like a little after World War II. Not me and don't get me wrong, I'm a Godzilla fan. Like I like this Godzilla versus Kong. Like if you just saw the new trailer for the next one, I'm gonna go see that. Godzilla is running and Kong has a power gauntlet. He's got like like some tech. Yeah, yeah, like I'm going to see Yes. I'm I'm watching Monarch. I like I said I love but this is Japanese Godzilla at the purest form of being the king of monsters. He's not there to save humanity. He's fucking shit up. Um, mm-hmm. He's popping out of the ocean. He's destroying people. He It's fearsome. The last fearsome Godzilla movie I saw was the Japanese release Shin Godzilla, which was a great film. But this is the Godzilla where he just, it's the best. Also, one of the Godzilla movies, my biggest problem is I don't care Matthew about the- I mean, that, we don't talk about that. That didn't happen. Um, <laughs> that was a fever dream that we all collectively had that did not happen. When they're in uh, the mall and like all the eggs are hatching. I don't know what oh you're talking God. about. Um, but this Godzilla film did very well. I normally hate the human characters. Yes. And my biggest problem with Godzilla films Matthew are the human. Well, yeah, mostly. Yeah, that was the first human I hated. Um, the, the humans. I'm invested in their what they see, how they're feeling, everything about the movie. It's not a got I mean other than the gimmick of it being a giant monster. There's not right. gimmicks like right now. Like he Godzilla's not fighting another monster in this film. Yeah, uh, the cinematography. Also, this is the best design for Godzilla I've seen in a long time. Was yeah. it practical sets? I don't, did it feel more like it, practical it sets felt, than it felt CGI? Like the old day, oh, like the old days yeah. where it was like a dude in a suit, but way better. But I don't think, I don't know if they did practical effects with they this one. They got two things right. Yeah. They, they, the script. Yes. The script, it I was, mean, we've been saying forever, This, if you want to make Godzilla zing, give it some heart. Yeah. And the script actually makes you care about the humans. They're not just people to be stepped on. Yeah. 
and you actually give a shit. And yes. like when you actually give a shit, guess what? It's better than all those Godzilla Universal movies that they've been making yes. for the last few years. And, and that's what I'm saying. The like, budget compared to Flash was yeah, like... 15 million on minus one yeah. versus yeah. 150 on, on the, the ones oh, that right. were And one. we should like, mention, if oh, you've wow. not seen it or gone to see it, it's subtitled. Yes. <laughs> so oh, yeah, that, to see that on a, on a major release like that, like that's we, exciting for filmmaking. And, and we rarely get move, Godzilla movies right. the day they come out. We got it the same day as Japan. That's like, crazy, right? We got it November 3rd. That's I was like, we're getting them because the Godzilla movie, to the point, they're re-releasing it next year in black and white like they did with the original Godzilla movie. I saw that. Oh, yeah. I did see that. And yeah. I'm going to go see it for a fourth time. <laughs> this is... I loved all the water sequences. Oh, my God. It just, was... Just, it was oh, me I, seeing the rest of Godzilla. Yeah, it was just all this right I was right horrified. There. Like, there's yeah. the part where they're in the boat and you just see Godzilla's eyes, I'm just like, oh, like, I'm like, I'm a grown man and I'm kinda, I know he's a, I mean, hopefully he is a fake monster. I'm not a Godzilla denier. No. <laughs> Did you watch the cartoon Godzilla in the oh, 80s? With, oh yeah, yeah, Godzuki. With, with Godzuki. Yeah, with Godzuki. We need Godzuki. That's like, that's where that's where I'd be at. Like but, with my obscure Godzuki shirt, be like, dude, like this is trash. Yeah. Like, Godzuki's not even in there. Godzuki. He would never do that. And that's crazy because of this uh, podcast. Yeah, okay, we. My thing is uh, with Godzilla. Um, 420. I don't know if it's going to be. I know the director is like, I didn't make this with a sequel in mind it's to the point it doesn't need a sequel yeah let this be the one godzilla movie let him just be one off let's not make him a hero make him that villain that he was supposed to be it's godzilla was literally the original godzilla movie was literally like hey this is what horrible shit comes out the nuclear war he wasn't supposed to be this superhero he became a hero um but just keep the it's it's just it's grounded it's which Toho, is crazy right? yeah. it's the original it's producers the original of the Godzilla original movies films so. and that's what i'm like yeah it's not hollywood it's, 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 it's not it's not like i said am i gonna go see godzilla versus kong again yes yes of course, I, of course <laughs> you are do i throw that movie on in the background even though like it's not my favorite godzilla movie yes, yes. that's a bedtime story um, do I and I love King Kong? Like I'm a big kaiju, but this one I'm King Kong. That's a different Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> but at the, at the end of the day, this is the purest Godzilla film we've got in a long time. The the director did a good job. The writers did a good. The the soundtrack, the film, the scoring throughout the movie. I, f I fell in love with Godzilla all again. <laughs> that, that's my number one. Godzilla nice. minus one. Awesome. All right, my number one is going to be a hot take. Uh, so the director, he just came off doing It Chapter 2. So kind of give you some background. So I'm rolling with The Flash. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. You know, the, the film brought... Brian just left it, the room. You got Michael Keaton suiting back up. You got Michael Shannon suiting back up. You got Ezra Miller, like, fresh, off, fresh out of some psychiatric hospital whatever he's been doing <laughs> and the movie just takes you on a wild ride where you feel like every scene they throw the script out and rework it they i think it's been in production since 2014 I it's had multiple direct people just attached to it i before Zack snyder got involved it was probably in pre-production absolutely <laughs> i loved it i i mean preview strong preview um not giving anything away there is so many cameos in this thing that can't even save it. 
Terrible CGI. I mean, look, well, I feel like tech, we should save I mean, this just, for later. <laughs> you, get, you get Ben, you get Batflix back, and he just looks like like his face is like melting out through his cowl because it's like hybrid CGI. So he just looks so gross coming out of the cowl, the dark night, and the That's the storyline, I mean, it really doesn't make any sense. It's it's obviously it's a multiverse, and you know, the Flash is trying to save the world from it collapsing on itself from like, you know, the speed force. But without any spoilers, I will say if you haven't seen the Flash yet, it wraps up the DCU kind of universe but i think Aqu- aquaman actually is the final right of that which uh, i still haven't seen yet because i gotta you i gotta need to i gotta i gotta pop <laughs> i gotta pop aquaman you know because just you know jason momoa is my boy um but yeah the flash was just this steaming pile of amazing gold <laughs> and if and i just i loved it i had a, i was laughing my ass off the entire time in the theater it was like me and like i went with matt brahas from heavy Hawaii. Yes. So we went and saw it and we were just like cracking up the entire time watching people just peel out and walk out like during different times. Cause they're just bored, but it's, <laughs> it's just, it, it's one of those movies that it's like so bad. It's cringe. It's so cringe. And it's your number one movie. And it's my number one movie. And you get Supergirl. You get, which mm-hmm. was arguably the best part of the movie. And it's, and it's dope. <laughs> it's, it's powerful. And you get Keaton Gets done so dirty. Yeah. Like the dirtiest you can get. I'm not going to spoil what he looks like when you finally get the reveal. When he, because he's, it's preview. You want to get nuts? And (laughs) it's so bad and cringe and gross. I like that. It's almost like the unreleased version of Fantastic Four. Oh, oh, we are, yeah, that. Where, yeah, if you seen where that? they beat Doctor Doom by Mister Fantastic uses his big toe to go underneath the force field. Yeah, and it just, we're, we're happy that didn't get released. Yeah, uh, but but the Flash is my number one movie of 2023. I've been waiting for it forever just to see, like, because it was clouded in allegations from the the main star like his he was assaulting people i'm gonna say were allegations they, they, were, they were assaulting yeah, people they, they, they were assaulting they, yeah. They, yeah. they were assaulting people i don't want people. him to come up here I, yeah i don't want people to come up here anytime <laughs> before movies released and it gets pushed and i'm like i'm there i'm there opening night I, I gotta see this so that's my number one the flash i like ezra even if he's a train wreck I mean, he's I'm fun watching. He's an it. artist. He's got to be. He's got to portray a broken. I'm into it. And then he's and then he's the Flash, right? So it's like the cheesiest. Like he's like got speed force. He's a speedster. I mean, he still gets to be in the in the DC universe, yeah, unlike I mean, uh, some guy in there. Marvel that's not yeah. going to be Kang Amber, anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Amber Heard is still in DC. She has me, 11 I, minutes yeah. of screen time in the in yeah, the Aquaman. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not hating on it. I mean, yeah. she's a beautiful yeah. woman. Well, I still look at her. Yeah, I mean, I got pinky, y'all. Graham, you're number one. That's my number one. Flash, fire. Keaton's back. Jeez. All right, my number one should come as no surprise to anyone. I've trumpeted it since July. It's Barbie. It's, okay. It's absolutely Barbie. It's Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Yeah. Um, I went, obviously, I said the story before. I went to Oppenheimer first. I'm a man. I'm a Nolan guy. I love yeah. him. Um, so I wanted the dinner, the hearty dinner first, and I was going to have the breezy dessert second. And uh, I went to it on Friday. I went to Oppenheimer, and it was all right. I, I thought it was okay. And then the next day I went to Barbie and I just was elated. I just thought it was amazing. It's the sets pop. The performances are outstanding. Um, I hope Gosling wins for supporting actor. I know he's going to get nominated. 
I hope he wins. Um, I would love to see Kate McKinnon get nominated, but I don't think it's going to happen. But how many uh, times did you see it? <laughs> I've lost track at this point. Good. I could now, especially now that it's on HBO Max. Like, what movie did you see the most this year? Barbie. Without a doubt. Okay. How many times did you watch Santa Claus though? Six times. <laughs> but I saw Barbie seven or eight times. Seven, like, eight. I okay. mean, it's it's terrific. It's yeah. they nailed it. They hit it out of the park. It wasn't supposed to be this fun. And I think a year before we all saw the trailers and you're like watching all the, you know, the day glow pink and all that. You know, Margot Robbie's beautiful and all that. But as soon as it got to the end and Greta Gerwig's name popped up, that was when I was like, oh, OK, I got to go to this. Like, I'm not going to skip this because that's not what I expected. Yeah. Like, this is an indie girl. Like, this isn't her kind of movie. So I knew we were going to get something kind of cool. I was shocked at how good it was. I mean, it was so entertaining. It's funny. It will make you cry. It's my favorite soundtrack of the year. And anyone who knows me knows I don't like current pop music. Yeah. In fact, I quite dislike it. Mm. I'm Did a metal just... guy. Like, and I actually really like the soundtrack. I think we it's a lot of fun. We should have had a mandate recently and gone to see Aqua. <laughs> they were just here. You they were just here. Oh, we should have done that. Damn it. Come you on. You guys have, like, over the course of this episode. <laughs> yeah, like, because I also, to be fair, I also didn't see Oppenheimer. I didn't see Barbie or Oppenheimer. Right. Uh, truthfully, I'm more interested in seeing Barbie now. Yeah. Like, well, and I think truthfully. the genius of Barbie was that Greta Gerwig aimed for the center. She was Katniss in Hunger Games. She nailed for the center of the bullseye. She wasn't going to worry about the hardcore feminists on the left because it was never going to be hardcore enough for them. And she just said, you know, screw both sides. I'm going to shoot right for the center. I'm going to make this the funniest fucking thing of the year. Yeah. And I thought she succeeded. I thought it was fantastic. Casa Dojo. Oh, the uh, Cannes Mojo Dojo Casa House. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but even, you know, we did Wizard of Oz with Tim Mays, and there's a scene in this movie where she goes up to meet Weird Barbie, and you see her from a distance walking up these stairs towards weird barbie's house and it's all practical effects it, none of it is cgi oh, wow. and it is one of the most it's it's a wizard of oz style great shot that you're why just why is like, she always wow. in the splits okay i know i gotta i know we're not spoiled who plays weird barbie i just kate, kate McKinnon. 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 Oh, kate, from snl yes. Oh, yes i'm super excited about every that. time she opens her mouth i'm just laughing my it's ass weird barbie, dude. Yeah. marketed a weird barbie but i would argue that each girl should have their own weird Barbie yeah. and mutilate it at your will. Yeah. <laughs> also, she was like Cynthia from the Rugrats. Like, okay. <laughs> but I wasn't upset to be taught a lesson by Greta Gerwig. You know, I was a man and I no. wanted to go see my man movie. And well, I was, we're in touch you know, with our feminine no side. What's that? Maybe that was Noah Baumbach. I don't think so because I hate kicking and screaming. I know a lot of other people love that shit, no. but I'm not a fan. No, but not that. I, I was really impressed. I mean, okay. I... Uh, it was my favorite film of the year, and I'm very happy to pick Barbie number one. I'm very excited to watch it, and then when I come <laughs> back for another one, I'll mention it on my next episode or something. But I'm really not. You guys oh, have we, sold this we movie. We still owe you one. Oh, yeah. But you you guys have made me very excited to see this Barbie movie. Yeah. Like, at least in it. Because I've, I've seen Bottoms. I've, I've seen like It's I've okay. Seen, yeah, and I'm just like, I'm very excited to see this movie now. You guys have sold it better than the trailers. Good. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Yeah. All right, Tim Piles, hit us. All right, this is great because this one was not mentioned by any of you yet. Ooh, wow. uh, it's a film that stars uh, Ben Schwartz, Aquafina, Nicholas Holt, and stars Nicholas Cage as Dracula. Oh, uh oh, oh, oh yes. this, is, this is on my, one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> was even though it, it's it's truly a horror film and and I guess a little graphic. I, I didn't feel like the graphic uh, nature of the film, but. It's it is one of uh, Nicolas Cage's finest work. It is fucking ridiculous yes. and over the top and fun and why I go see movies mm -hmm. and 
um, definitely took me on a journey. And thank you for letting me borrow the DVD, right? I think you loaned me the DVD. You, I, I know another reason you had to like, it was all the ska jokes at the beginning. Well, yeah, that adds to it a little bit as <laughs> yeah, well. It's a great Love a good film. ska joke. But yeah, that was a fun film released this year. Uh, Renfield. Bloody, very yeah, bloody. Yes. bloody. The, the fight scene and you know what? But it's even to the point, I love that film so much. Um, it's on my honorable mentions list, so I'm just getting it out the way. I don't like Aquafina too much as an, an actress. She was doing her thing. Yeah. She was just like, doing her role. And like I was over over willing to overlook. The only thing I think I liked her really in is Crazy Rich Asians and this Hulu movie I saw this year, but she wasn't too bad in it. Quiz Lady. Quiz Lady, yeah. Yeah. But that movie was great. Also, one of the VHS, uh, virtual effects artists that uh, worked on the film lives here in San Diego. I met huh. him randomly at a gig. He's like, have you seen Renfield? I was like, oh, yeah, I just saw it like a few days ago. He was like, I'm one of the guys who worked on the, the effects. I'm like, cool, man, you did a good job. <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage movie. was, uh, that was enjoyable. The Cage renaissance continues. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. He's, he's been killing it for about what, five years what now. What was it last year? He played the movie where he played him like himself. Oh, the massive weight of uh, unbearable weight that? of massive Pig talent. Pig was another yeah. one he's in, right? What's that? Pig? Pig or? was a couple years. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got yeah. yeah. these br- yeah, films he's just, that aren't going to be Barbie necessarily. Yeah. But <laughs> he just must work legit. Like, so why wasn't much? he in Barbie? Like, he could have been. He could have been a Ken. Was he in the Flash? Wasn't Nicholas Cage in the Flash? Spoilers, bro. Oh. Whatever. People have seen these films yeah. now at this point, right? All right, all right. This has been all the happiness we can contain. Now we got to crush something. Yeah, let's let's break out the cutlery, gentlemen. Oh yeah. Any anybody who goes to a lot of movies like us knows that you see some bad ones along the way. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. And so you just get stuck in something and you see it through and you're like, God damn it, I want to burn this movie down. So all right, Alfredo, <sighs> what was the one movie you could erase from your eyes if you could this year? See, that's the thing. I don't want to erase them. I don't want to. I, I want them to live in me so I can remind myself of what I, I did it to myself. <laughs> the bird I did it to myself. I pressed play. I bought the ticket. I decided to sit down and do this. The the one for me is oh, fuck me. Um, it's ma- Maestro. Maestro. Well, with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. I I do that to myself. Let's I do that do to this. myself because it's. Fucking Bradley Hot Cooper. Um, here's the thing. The movie isn't that bad. The movie will get nominated for a shitload of awards. It's going to win some. Carrie Mulligan most likely will be nominated and might win because of two scenes in the movie. My issue with it is fucking Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Not because he did horribly. It's just because you see him and and, and I, I don't know what, what, what it is about him. I can't. It's the, the only thing that I can that I that I that I saw him and I'm like, oh wow, this is okay. It was licorice pizza a couple of years back from the Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh yeah, um, he's playing John Peters. Yes, it was amazing. <laughs> it was terrific. phenomenal. This, it's the same thing. I mean, like, like name almost any Bradley Cooper movie, and it's like, fuck. Um, like I said, the movie isn't that bad. The movie, it, more likely than not, will be nominated for a shitload of awards. But the way the movie plays out the um it's like the opposite of the killer the killer is done like with five six different scenes played out throughout maestro is done the same way but holy shit it drags like i I can't i can't deal with him will i see his next movie most likely i will because i fucking do this to myself every time (laughs) (laughs) all right Ru, get in there okay we i got two i'm gonna do it real quick you people I was on Netflix because I had such high hopes for me, and it just 
it was a, such a good cast and you wasted it like eddie murphy i thought we were getting prime eddie murphy nothing you did it to yourself i did it i did it to myself i like eddie murphy is funny when he's not on camera and i'm like huh I don't like this. And I watched the whole thing. It was on Netflix. Nobody made it. It's not like I paid for it. Um, I could have turned it off anytime I watched the whole movie. I was like, maybe this will get better. Let maybe this will get better. No. 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 Second one, The Flash. I'm sorry. Oh, what the hell? Uh, I, I hate it. I hated the that. Yeah, Ooh. I hated that. <laughs> I hate this Yeah, I I hated Ooh. that movie so much. <laughs> I am the comic book guy in my circle, and my friends was like, "What did you think of the Flash?" I was like, "Quite possibly, I would rather watch Matthew Broderick's Godzilla film. Like, hey, <laughs> like that movie, the, C- the lines, running, Tom. the CGI, putting the baby in the mic. You know what? That's not even a spoiler. Um, <laughs> just, pre- that, just spoiler. everything, like." Uh, you didn't Brett, like you didn't like uh, Castaway Mil- Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, Michael Keaton and Supergirl were the best things about the movie. Um, just everything, just brought like I didn't. The, the weird fact I just found out recently. Uh, who was it? Uh, the first Superman. Uh, the re- not Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Not Christopher Reeves. Oh, homie uh, uh, from the forties. Yeah, Reeves. the other Reeves. You know, like. They, like his family is kind of pissed about it. They shoehorned him into the movie CGA I style, and then they released the movie like the anniversary date of his suicide. This movie was horrible. Oh, like, That's cold. This movie was just bad. That's tough though. That's bad. Like, I want to spoil the movie for everybody because it's just bad. It's not worth seeing. Um, he didn't like is the that ending? even like it's so bad it's good <laughs> it's it's just bad like i'm just like because and then the ending made me have more questions and i'm just like when his teeth falls out no no it's no. like life you know just like the bar scene and the after credit why i put an after credit scene in that movie throw it away throw, just throw the to whole fuck movie. with you i hate it <laughs> i hate it so Austin, good what's yours um so again another hot take uh, Taylor Swift Eras Tour. <laughs> it's not a movie. I, I went in there thinking that they were going to do some little back work. You know, we get a little storyline. Like a music documentary. You know, like kind of do- you were dancing with the crowd? No, dude. I mean, not going to lie. Like, I know all our tracks. You know, I've stayed very close to Taylor Swift's career uh, for a long time. But the movie was the movie was trash. It's not a movie. Get out. Don't don't try to put movie. don't try to take your show into a sacred space to bastardize movie magic for money. <laughs> I don't like being treated that way as a movie goer because I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see it. I have no choice. But you force me to go watch you sing your songs in a cat suit, and I can't I can't play ball with that. So that's that's my I'll chop that up every day of the week. I'll tell people don't see it. It's not a movie. It's not a movie. <laughs> So my worst of the year is funny was up until this week, it was Knock at the Cabin. That was my worst movie of the year for the whole year. And I was sure it was going to win. We got right here to the end. And I saw that goddamn Sound of Freedom. Just what a dumb as fucking rocks bag of shit that was. Oh, I, I mean, haven't heard about this. No, this came out in the summer. It was a huge hit. It made about $180 million. It's a child abduction film. It's a child oh, trafficking f- film. I have not. Fuck and that we're movie. not trying to... 
Yeah, we're not trying to make light. What's the star's name? What's the Jim Caviezel. Ever since he he played Christ, he's never (laughs) been the same. He's been a mental (laughs) patient since then. What's the movie deal with uh, Tom Berenger where they're snipers? Sniper. Sniper. Something stupid. <laughs> that's his best that's his best role. It is fucking stupid. Like it, it's so it's sensationalizes it over sensationalizes something that actually, you know, is a problem yeah. in this world. Yeah. And it just makes you feel like it just it's just a pile of shit. And I hate everything around it. I hate that conservatives got on board with it. I hate that it, Trump was showing it at his appearances. I hate that churches were getting parishioners to donate their hard-earned money so that people could buy tickets to not show up to this movie. This movie made $180 million and a thousand people saw it. Like almost no one saw this movie. I, I, I went, you there, bought tickets and didn't go. No, there's videos online where yeah. it shows it's sold out and yeah. you could look inside the screen and there's no one sitting in there. That's wow. like, that's such cynical garbage. Yeah. I, it's like manipulating Rotten Tomatoes where you they would manipulate you know the Marvels or anything with a girl yeah, in it. Bombing. These incels will do that. Yeah. This is what that was for the box but office. For the, yeah, that's... And it was just garbage. It's a terrible film. And then I heard about it like just like it was a bunch of controversy around the yeah. movie. The guy got yeah. up. Um, um, the um, the uh, one of the main guys that made the movie. Yeah, he Ballard. got he got um, um, accused. Yeah, he got because like, well, he left the company that organization and filed child abduction. Yeah. yeah, so maybe it was. And they, they even and they even admitted that, they even admitted they made shit up. The final thing yeah. up the river to get the little girl at the end of the movie wasn't even that didn't even happen. Didn't happen. I'm just like fuck this movie yeah. like. And then, and then uh, it, it was a tie for me, though, because I also saw Emerald Fennel's Saltburn. And that is just ah, yeah. hot garbage. Yeah. I just, I'm not buying what Emerald Fennel is selling. She's, you know, she's had her acting career. She's moved over to, to screenwriting and directing now. She did Promising Young Woman, which is probably great, my most hated movie of the century. That's a great like, movie. I hate Promising Young Woman. I think it's terrible. It's right there. <laughs> it's right there fight. with American Sniper is probably my most hated movie. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> but but, but Saltburn is just garbage. It's written from a woman who is the daughter of the jeweler to Elton John and Madonna. She came from extreme wealth. And she's writing a class struggle movie where the up-and-coming scrapper scholarship kid is the real evil and the rich people are just these poor dupes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not buying this garbage. Like, take that out to the trash. Those are my like, movie. Uh, <laughs> moving on, so we're not so controversial. <laughs> this is a fun show full of love and positivity. We hope you have the best. But yes. flip this Unless you like those movies. <laughs> My worst film I tried to watch the other night. I, so Wes Anderson, he's a darling. Of uh, uh, I know what you're going to do. I tried to watch Asteroid City. <laughs> hey, you, love did, did. Jason Schwartzman and Scarlett no, Johansson. No, I mean, no. again, I smoked too much pot and I was on the couch with my feet up, so I started to fade in and out. But it didn't, definitely didn't keep my attention enough. As much as I love Scarlett, I will probably give it a try again. Because I do love the practical set vibe of all of it. How many years has it been but... since Wes Anderson did a decent movie? <laughs> For me, it's been a little bit. Was it Island of Dogs? No, that wasn't him. Was that was him. Maybe? Isle of Dogs. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Was... But that doesn't count, there though. You go. Oh, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're fair. That's fair. I mean, because I, I'm the yeah. same way with Fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm yeah, like, like that, that's amazing. But yeah. a real Thank movie? You. Yeah. All no. you guys for being here. Yeah. We got to do quick honorable mentions. No, we're going to do that. Oh, I'm running through we're these. Do, we're going to do these quick. Yeah, fast. Okay. And then we want to. Kind of plug a couple things real quick. Yeah, yeah. So Alfredo, what is your honorable mentions? These are movies that I have not seen that I need to see, I want to see, and it's um, in no particular order, The Son of Interest, Poor Things, The Iron Claw, and All of Us Strangers because of Andrew Scott. Yeah. Um, so 
Yeah. Root, root. Honorable mentions, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, Creed 3, Evil uh, Dead Rise, Thanksgiving, surprising movies that I had no hope for that were good, Transformers Rise of the Beast, The Blackling, Air, Dungeons and Dragons, and Joyride. Nice. <laughs> I go Megan, honorable mention for that. <laughs> Creed 3, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, Fire, and then, you know, I'm going to end honorable mention, again, another probably hot take, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. <laughs> <laughs> Dog. The ending uh, post-credit scene, it just digs you deeper into how loosely connected these, this franchise has gone off the rails. I'm there for it. I am up front for it. Keep it coming. Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, I love Poor Things with Emma Stone. And Willem Dafoe is in there. Oh, wow. um, John Wick 4, uh, Godzilla Minus One, Bottoms. Uh, I love Cocaine Bear. I thought it was the kind of movie oh, yeah, I could watch fire. anytime on a Saturday night. Um, two musical documentaries I want to mention that I think are terrific. Little Richard's I Am Everything is outstanding. And there's a new one on Paramount Plus called Willie Nelson and Family that is a four-part series about Willie Nelson's life. He's a fascinating figure and incredible. Godzilla minus one, amazing. Cocaine bear, fuck yeah, I'm in. I want to party with that bear. <laughs> and uh, finally, I'm, I'm a sucker for a musical um, Wonka. Fun. I enjoyed one. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Osmo, you've got a residency coming up at the Soda Bar yes. all the month of January. All every January. Monday. Every Monday, the 8th, the 15th, the 22nd, and the 29th. Doors 7.30. I need door busters, dog. Captain, Oz, Captain Osmo, you've got music on vinyl. Follow him on Bandcamp. Go to the show. Residency. Yeah, How baby. Years in a row? This is the third year. This is the trifecta. Congratulations. Just like Jenner reunion coming up? Um, you know, we're going to, they're, they're suiting up and we're sucking in the guts and, you know, putting on the gold tights again, dog, just for you. I love it. I love it. We're you there. You on Alcohol Boulevard and Fishnet? Amazing. Yes. Root, what you got? Until uh, two, slapping hands every third Thursday. Uh, come find me, Rick Scales, hip hop and local music. I love it. Ooh. Alfredo. We find you here at the Casbah. I'll be here at the Casbah <laughs> most, most of January. When is that scheduled poetry reading you have? Uh, uh, every we're night, every door. Thursday when I'm there, man. I love it. We are a soundcheck place. Happy New Year. Happy New uh, Year. We're going to start giving away some tickets to some shows here at the Casbah. 35th anniversary is this month. Thank you so oh, much. I wish I can win. Hey, SCF fans, producer Eric here. Sorry about Tim's mic cutting out towards the end there. But thank you for listening. Thank you for making the first season of Soundcheck Flicks so much fun for myself and the crew. We look forward to sharing season two with you coming up next.